Good morning, everybody. It's time for our second edition of the uh, Meeting Place. And, of course, we call it uh, Contractor's Corner here with Donnie Blanchard. Contractor's Corner every Wednesday here at 1130. And we're here to help you if you're a person with a do-it-yourself project or... uh, Well, we've got a professional licensed contractor to handle your home improvement projects. And Donnie's here at uh, Contractor's Corner to answer any questions you might have uh, and to give you some hints if you need them. So give us a call, whether it's about uh, repairs, carpentry, uh, storage, electricity, bathroom, uh, kitchens, garages, etc. And, of course, our program is brought to you by SureTop Roofing of Burlington. And they're busy folks right now with all the weather we've had. Sure Top Roofing of Burlington. And by the way, their number, if you want to get in touch with them, uh, 270-9292. 270-9292. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Uh, good to have you back with us. Yeah, glad to be here. It's yeah. a lot warmer in here than it is outside. <laughs> but it's nice outside. It it's is. not bad. The sun's shining. I tell you that. That sunshine always makes me feel better, better than a than a rainy day. Oh, absolutely! Can't get enough of that. And this, uh, if the, it could be like this year round, it would certainly suit a roofer or a contractor a lot better than than those hot summer days we just endured. Okay, it's a spooky day today. <laughs> I thought we might come up with what, a little Halloween edition. What if we hear creaking and everything going on in the house? I would love to take credit for that idea, but my good friend Christopher, uh, he said, hey, why don't you do a little Halloween edition of the show? And so uh, along with the email questions, we had a few things that we, we wanted to address that, that might be appropriate for the end of October. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Give us a call if you got questions about that creaking and, uh, you know, stuff going on in your your house. I guess a lot of the houses, as they settle and and I know that heat makes a difference when it colds, when it gets cold, or when it warms up. Uh, you have parts of the house that are contracting and expanding, et cetera. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, well, we started out today, and I want to mention one thing. There are a lot of folks who are listening at work that that can't call in because of mm-hmm. their work schedule or what have you. Uh, we field all the questions at contractorcornerquestions at gmail, the mm-hmm. uh, the email address there. So feel free. Right, right. I've got that open here in front of me. So if anybody can't call in and you just want to shoot something via email yeah. then uh then i'll have that right contractors here corner questions uh at gmail.com so we were putting this show together and mm-hmm. uh, we thought an appropriate title for today would be creeks squeaks animals, animals and chimneys and chimney. <laughs> it sounds okay. a little odd but it covers uh pretty broad range so well i this is this next thing you have down here is something i have experienced squirrels in the attic uh, what do we do? I don't know what I know what I did, but you tell me what to do. Yes, sir. Well, so the the worst thing you can do is is seal them in there. A lot of people call us and they say, "Hey, we've we've got a hole in our roof, um, or we've got a hole in our boxing, or near the the chimney junction, there's something like that." Yeah, and and yeah. Uh, they don't need very much of an opening, but nope. certainly this time of the year, you know, their instincts are telling them to to squirrel their food away, no pun intended, and mm-hmm. uh, and to you know find a nice place out of the wind and. And rain, so a lot of times we hear that that they're they're making a home in your home, and mm-hmm. uh, of course that's mm-hmm. not that's not a good thing. Um, the like I mentioned, the worst thing you can do is is uh, kind of spook the squirrels and, uh-huh. and where they you don't know that they're in the attic, and uh, and of course shut those guys in there, and that that's a big can of worms that you don't want to open. But um, what we recommend is just calling 
one of these critter control professionals and, and they mm-hmm. specialize in that and they can also leave some things in your attic that will deter anything from happening and, and once you're sure that they're gone and you know give it a few days after after they do their thing and then we come address the problem but you don't want to spend money on the critter control and then not uh, address the problem or the way that they got in initially so usually it's a pretty easy fix and and you know it's never any one thing but um, with yeah. an older home we just find that they're a little easier to get into and access well i should have gone to critter control but uh <laughs> i went to the hardware store and i was going to buy a trap and he says no says squirrels are too smart for traps you can catch mice with traps but says squirrels oh, yeah. are too smart they for. are they are and uh so they got the hardware store he says i'm going to tell you what i would do and of course you just said don't do it but uh he said i would close up the hole and uh, leave it closed for 48 hours, open the hole back up, and they'll come out for water, etc. Ah, okay. And he said, I'd get me a twenty two rifle, and I would, <laughs> uh, I would pick them off as they come out. Well, I got about five or six uh, that way on a Saturday morning. Oh, I just yeah. sat there in my yard chair and waited for them to Squirrel come out. Squirrel sniper. Of course, I shot up my brand-new pair of gutters. Ooh. Yeah, well, so that did, it's a that trade-off. was not a that was not a good deal. But those 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 squirrels drove me crazy, man. They uh, we had black walnut trees at the house, and you know how black walnuts are just bukus of them. And uh, those squirrels had collected those black walnuts, and they were rolling. It's like it was like the doggone Korean War going on up there. I <laughs> right. tell you. Well, I had to be careful if I recommend, you know, a twenty-two and any no, kind of firearms. I, I, I might get in trouble. I had for that. to go down and get a permit to, <laughs> for that twenty-two because I was in the city limits, oh, et cetera, and uh, and had to borrow it because I don't have a gun. I'm not a, a gun. I have shot guns, but I'm not a gun gun person. Right. If you do that but, this day and time, you may end up on national news. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's uh, but certainly that that's a that's a that's an end all solution, and um, that that's interesting that they say that is. In terms of us going out and making two or three trips to yeah. close the hole, open yeah. the well, hole. Well, this was a hardware guy. Oh, yeah. No, it, it works. <laughs> Whatever works. Whatever works. Uh, strangely enough, I had a, a relative who had a, a house fire on the third floor, and they Ooh. had a big-time squirrel problem, and this was a decade ago or so. And mm-hmm. um, after they did the rebuild, they left a few pieces of the burned wood oh. in the attic space, and they never had a problem with squirrels again. I don't know oh. if there was any rhyme or reason. The, the squirrels, burned wood smell. The burned wood smell kept those guys away, and I— uh, haven't spoken to them in a while to see if that that worked long term but um kind of strange that they're you know they pick up on that sort of thing and they steer clear so um i haven't tried that with anyone else and of course we have to take the safe approach with the critter control and just doing everything by the book um but uh but yeah there's there's definitely multiple ways to skin that cat (laughs) i probably wouldn't do the same thing again i'm in a condo area now but uh anyway should we take any precautions? I guess most of us have already done this before using our chimneys for the first time. Well, depending on if it's a wood burning or a gas logs and that mm-hmm. sort of thing, uh, definitely, definitely want to um, you know give it give it some attention when you turn those those gas logs on, or certainly with a wood burning. You know, mm-hmm. the first thing is the eye test. If you see anything mm-hmm. in there that looks strange or just a, a buildup of any kind of creosote in the uh, in the mm-hmm. firebox itself, mm-hmm. then probably want to have it addressed uh, we work with a guy and have been for years uh it's, his name is guy Janey, and mm-hmm. he owns a chimney sweep service i believe he's second generation so wow he makes it look really easy and it's one of those things where it's it's routine for him but it's certainly not an expensive no. service just to do every year or every couple of years and uh, i would say that's about the cheapest insurance you could 
by uh, in relation to, to what could happen if, if you don't address a chimney that, that needs some attention. You never know if there are birds that are built nest and things like that in there and they've mm-hmm. fleed from the nest and then, you know, you light your chimney and it smells like something's on fire and it's just one of those things. Um, you know, this time of the year, especially when you have combustible appliances and things mm-hmm. like that, I always recommend that folks have a CO detector, especially Anytime you have a gas appliance in the house, it's just a, a smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those CO detectors, they need, you know, just like a smoke detector, you'll have to check the batteries. Or if you have mm-hmm. a plug-in type mm-hmm. thing, you know, just make sure that it's working. And they mo- normally have a test button or something like that. But that's number one. Um, there's a there's a product that we use, and I'm, I'm getting off the subject with this, mm-hmm. but um, there's a, a product called a chimney balloon. And not a lot of mm-hmm. folks have heard of this, but um, when Energy Star used to be a big thing, they recommended in the wintertime, if you had an older home that you did, you know, an, an unused fireplace, mm-hmm. you put a chimney balloon in there and, uh, you can, I think the chimney balloon.com is the, the website, but you put these things in the chimney <clears throat> right up above the firebox and you inflate these. So mm-hmm. they basically fill in every gap, uh, in, in, in that, uh, in that chimney. And it makes a big difference on your utilities. You know, that, that I've say this almost weekly, but when your return kicks on, it's going to pull air from the from the path of least resistance and mm-hmm. so that chimney with a straight shot up if you don't have a damper that closes all the way and even if you do have a damper they don't normally seal very tight and um but that chimney balloon is a really neat thing mm-hmm. if you have a cold area that you just fight every you know year in and year out when the winter time rolls around that is a very inexpensive solution okay uh back to the squirrels and Alice. My my kids were young then like four or five you know <laughs> and they were mad at daddy for shooting up the squirrels. Oh, I'll bet. I'll bet. <laughs> I have a son who's a, he's a squirrel marksman, and uh, he has a, a specialty rifle for squirrels yeah. and that sort of thing, so I don't have to worry yeah. with it at all. I don't think he'll let them get close enough to the house <laughs> to see the attic. So, Okay. Uh, I was Somebody's calling. Good morning. Well, they disappeared. Okay, the number, by the way, if you want to get through, is 222-9224, 222-9224. That's to get through on the air here. And uh, Donnie's with us this morning on the Contractor's Corner. Now, if you want to call him uh, or call the folks at the roofing company, uh, it's uh, SureTop Roofing. The number is 270-9292, 270-9292. Now, if you want to get some questions in and you don't want to talk on the air, you can do it with... Um, the uh, the internet he's got contractors corner questions at gmail.com contractor corner questions gmail.com and that'll get you right here he's got his little he's got his uh, uh screen fired up waiting for your, yes sir yes sir your, your contacts now the other thing i was going to ask you before we left the chimneys uh, when you have like gas logs or stuff, well, we got somebody on the line again. Let's go for good it. Good morning, you got Donnie. And yes, good morning. Uh, I would like to ask Donnie a question about a carport. Um, yes, ma'am. The last time our carport was fixed, it was fixed with tar. Uh, can you can you cover the carport? You know, have it done over with shingles or maybe a tin roof. Oh, absolutely. You said it was a tar roof, so I'm assuming that it's a, a flat roof or a low slope? Yes, it's it's flat. It's not sloped. Okay. Well, so manufacturers for shingles, they won't warranty anything less than a 312 pitch. So mm-hmm. if it's flat, you definitely don't want to use shingles there. Uh, metal, 
I think they, they recommend that you not use it on anything less than a 212, so a little better than shingles, but still not adequate for a flat roof. Uh, there are two products that we use on carports or flat roofs. One is EPDM, and the other is a TPO. Um, the, without going into the technical details, the, the big difference is they both come in 10-foot rolls. Um, one is a, the EPDM is slightly less expensive, mm-hmm. but the seams are... EPDM. It's EPDM, mm-hmm. and um, the uh, the seams are used, it's like a double-sided seam tape is what you have to uh, to join the two pieces together. So uh, with TPO, the difference is that the seams are heat welded, and we prefer the TPO. And when you when you really put those two side by side in a price comparison, you know the TPO uh, heat welded seams it turns out to be about the same price if you have to buy the seam tape for the other. But if you'd like to uh, to get in touch with us off the air, we'll be happy to come out and, and take a look for you. Okay. That's two seven zero ninety two ninety two. Two seven zero ninety two ninety two. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for, calling. for calling. Okay. Anybody else out there? Give us a call this morning. Donnie's ready with a question. I was going to ask you a question about mm-hmm. gas logs. I know when I got gas logs, uh, uh, rather than let all the heat go up the, uh, I didn't have a uh, what do you call it a damper. Mm-hmm. It was it was a house built in nineteen thirty. And uh, didn't have a damper, so I uh, blocked up the fireplace. And the guy uh, told me that all I really needed for the uh, the gas vapors is like maybe a hole as big as my thumb there for the. Uh, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, you certainly want uh, you certainly want more than that if you can can do that. But um, mm-hmm. you know, that's um, the the way that the codes change. They always get more and more stringent, and so mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the double walled. Uh, B vent or something like that would probably be more suitable. And I want to say they, you know, four inches is mm-hmm. what what's pretty common and what four we inches. see. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But I mean, I guess he was saying from a standpoint of if it's going to be safe, mm-hmm. you know, for ventilation, and it, yeah. it takes a lot. It takes a lot of gas buildup and uh, for anything to become combustible. I have but it's a, good to have. I'll, and we have never without them now. In fact, the last one I bought was a dual fire and mm-hmm. carbon monoxide detector. Right. Oh yeah, those are that's cheap insurance, and mm-hmm. uh, now they have these uh, vent-free gas logs, and it it's um, it sounds a little scary, but uh, they yeah, are very does. very efficient, and they're cheaper than the standard vented gas logs. And mm-hmm. you know, most of the builders around town, even the the big-time high-end houses, are are using the vent-free. They uh, they put out more heat, they cost less, and uh, well, that's the thing. I do know that there are different logs put out a different amount of heat. You can really tell the difference. Oh yeah, and then you know. The, equa- or the the variable of the blower or not, mm-hmm. all that comes into play. And um, I don't have vent-free, but I, I definitely put it in houses uh, before, and, and mm-hmm. the homeowners seem really, really pleased with that. Okay. If you've got any calls this morning, give us a call here at uh, 222-9224. Donnie is with us every Wednesday at this time, and he's with SureTop Roofing of Burlington. And uh, they're in business. They handle all kind of jobs for you and uh, – so if you got uh, problems, you give them a call. And the number there, by the way, as we said before, is 270-9292. And they've, they've probably experienced probably anything you can come up with. <laughs> they've probably run into it before. Okay. Uh, we talked about chimneys. There is a uh, draft I'm having around the windows. Now, how, how in the world can I fix that up? So uh, the draft around the windows probably means that uh, that you had your windows put in before before 
the last 10 years or so. Yeah, a lot of four the, vinyl windows. Yes, sir, exactly. <laughs> and um, what, what a lot of uh, window replacement companies do is they'll, they'll replace the window from the outside, and they really don't worry about the gap between the framing rough opening right. and, and the window itself. And so what we recommend, this is not very evasive, but it, it sounds complicated. It's one of those things you would probably be wise to hire a professional to do. But if you're handy, you know, you pop the window casing off on the sides and the top. Mm-hmm. A lot of times the bottom is not a problem because the window is actually sitting against the framing. Mm-hmm. So uh, popping the, the window casing off on all the windows, you know, it may take you an hour to do all the windows on one floor. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and then what you want to do is, is pick up some low expansion foam. So it's called great stuff that you see at Lowe's. Yeah, that's good stuff. It is. But you got to be sure that you don't get the one with the yellow top. The standard oh. great stuff, when it expands, it just doesn't have a limit. And they have another version. I believe the top is like a lime green. Mm-hmm. And it's low expansion foam. And so the low expansion will not distort the window frames or anything like that. So you pop the window casing off. You add just a small bead of that great stuff towards the outer edge as far as you can get it. And you want the green, right? Yes, sir. The one that says low expansion. Also, the folks at Alamance Insulation, they sell it. And and when I used to do quite a bit of the weatherization and retrofit stuff, I would just buy it by the case. And they have Mm -hmm. a nice nice gun with a long wand and all that stuff that you can use if you have a whole house or multiple houses to do it. But you would be amazed at the – when when you cut that draft off around the windows, you'd be amazed at the comfort and energy savings. It's it's really a big deal. Now, uh, that same thing happens on exterior doors, and uh, you can certainly do that around the door as well. But uh, a lot of times folks just buy a storm door, and that basically keeps that direct pressure of the wind mm-hmm. off of the doors, and, and that helps out a lot too. I, as I, I told you I had an older house that built in 1930. It had steam heat, and... Um, Back then, you know, all the radiators were put right there under the windows. That's right. Where the, where, where the, whatever came in got heated up was it, it sort of circulated yeah. the air. Right. You didn't notice uh, if it was a drafty right, house or right. an airy window. That, that was the, the, over there next to the window was probably the warmest space. Yeah, yeah. That's um, one of those but things. But that has changed. That's the problem there. And uh, another thing, this sounds like uh, too easy. Uh, to be a, a good fix, but most fans have a switch on them where you can reverse your fans. And I mm-hmm, tell folks mm-hmm. all the time in the winter, you want- I never know which, yeah. whether the clockwise or I never know which one I'm supposed to do for right. winter and for summer. So I believe it's, um, I can't remember if it's clockwise or, or um, counterclockwise, but it's supposed to blow down in the winter. Right, so right. when the heat okay. rises, you want to circulate the heat back down. Yeah, so if you you're standing want, under the, the fan. ceiling to get down to you? Exactly. Exactly. So uh, just switching all your fans and making sure they're blowing down, that's, you know, I don't know how much energy savings you'll get out of that, but certainly more comfortable. Well, I, I, my uh, uh, brother-in-law, he ran his fans year-round. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, he did it right. Oh, yeah. And, and not not heavy, you know, but uh, on that low setting. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really did help uh, oh, yeah. heat the place up. We do that as well. And I just kind of like a fan on at night when I sleep and, and yeah. we keep it on low and you can't really feel it, but it certainly adds to the comfort level in the room and keeps every, everything circulating really nice. Well, as we get into the winter season, we hear more about, like you're talking about the windows. How about, I, I keep hearing a lot from some people about the electrical receptacle outlets. Uh, do you have a suggestion there? Yeah. Um, so it, it just depends on how tight the drywall is cut around the box. But a lot of times with the receptacles, you can pop the plate off and just mm-hmm. see if it's a gap around there. 
and uh, you really want to be careful with the foam. Um, a lot of times they just recommend caulking because if you're shooting that foam into the wall and yeah. you have wiring and so forth, it may not be very wise to do that. But just caulking around, especially the, if you got to do any service later for on, for sure, for sure. But uh, just a caulk bead around the junction of the drywall to the electrical box will make a big difference. And um, you know, if you don't, uh, they have some sort of like a little. Uh, uh, cover or something they that, do. it's an insulated cover plate but yeah um that works sort of uh but sorta. those things okay yeah uh, those things will they, if they shift around you're kind of defeating the purpose if they're not uh-huh. put on perfect and yeah. the drywall has to be cut perfect against the box for that so to the work. caulking would be the best solution. i think so because that seal comes in a certain size and if it doesn't match the drywall hole then just kind of yeah. Uh, yeah spinning your wheels okay so. Give us a call this morning. You got questions? It's uh, Donnie Blanchard's with us. It's Contractors Corner. If you want to, uh, you know, type into the questions, you can uh, do it on uh, on the on the Gmail. The number is Contractor Corner Questions at Gmail dot com. If you want to get in touch with him at the office, by the way, when he's not on the air because he's just here on Wednesdays from eleven thirty to twelve, the office number is two seven zero ninety two ninety two. Now, if you want to talk to him right now, give us a call at 222-9224. Getting my numbers confused here. Oh, well, I'm old. Um, uh, Okay, we talked about the windows. Our water freezes in the winter. Should we call a plumber? Um, So, with the... The water freezing in the winter, I'm assuming that that's on a well. Uh, you don't normally have that problem with the, the city water. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I lived in an older home before we built the house we live mm-hmm. in now, mm-hmm. and we fought that well constantly. And mm-hmm. uh, it was one of those things where we would we would go out and insulate the well with just some, some sort of bat insulation, and then we got a little fancy with it and did the foam insulation around the inside of the well house, and that seemed to help a little more, but it just seems that the winters got more and more harsh. And mm-hmm. the one thing we would do is um, – and this, you, did you hang a light bulb in there or anything? We would hang the light bulb, and, yeah. and that only happened after I was out there with a, a hair dryer and an, an extension cord to get yeah. water for my yeah. family one day. But, uh, you know, we just uh, – when you a lot of these older homes, you just have these new challenges that present themselves every time the season changes, and they're high maintenance for sure. But uh, the, the insulating the well pump is probably the most important thing. If you do that and you see that you still have a problem, it's probably because – the the line isn't buried deep enough under the ground mm-hmm. and i want to say it's around uh should be around at least two feet to 30 inches and uh, that that normally works just fine the frost line is 12 inches in north carolina mm-hmm. so you know if it's under a foot it, it should be okay but a lot of times those aren't insulated and say it's on the north side of the house versus the mm-hmm. south all that makes a difference and uh one of the thing that <clears throat> things that most folks do and i've been do, seen this since Be careful I, with blow torches, folks. <laughs> no blow, no blow torches. Um, the uh, leaving the the water on the drip inside makes a big difference, mm-hmm. and uh, just leaving just a slight drip all night long, and it's one of those things that can really make a big difference. Good morning, you got Donnie. Good morning, Donnie. Good morning. Hey, I got a question about my well pump. I know you're not a plumber, but I know you know uh, things about it. this. Is a submergible pump about okay. 200 and some feet in, in the ground yes sir and somewhere i'm getting air in my water particularly my hot water well both of them and i don't know if you know it's you know how it puts pressure on your tap when you turn it on mm-hmm. and it shoots out you know and then it kind of clears up but 
it's got a lot of air in it. I don't know where to start. I've checked, and I don't have any water leaks anywhere, but it's getting air somewhere. Do you think it might be in that pipe going down to the well, the well, plastic pipe? Uh, it, interestingly enough, I just had a similar problem at my, my well at my personal house, and it was the line that actually goes from the well to the house. It wasn't in the pump. So what you may try is uh, is one of those things. Go, uh, do you have a crawl space or basement or anything where you can access the plumbing underneath? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it may be wise just to take a look at the plumbing under the house. What happens when you cut the water off to the house and you drain all the lines when you when you cut the pressure back on those lines, it's got all that air to push out of there. So somehow, some way, the air is getting in there, and and it sounds like there's there's some sort of um, pressure loss there in in the line that goes from the well to the house. I would try that if you have a leak. Of course, that would be uh, easy solution or easy easy problem to fix. But if you don't see any kind of leakage, I would definitely recommend calling a well contractor. I, I have a, a good guy that's always done my work, and he's very prompt and very experienced and, and, and reasonable on top of all that. So if you don't have any success or if you don't see anything under the house that looks like a, a slow leak, it, it just sounds like you're losing pressure somewhere. And then when you call for that water pressure again, it, it sounds like it's uh, it, it's got some an air sandwich is what we call it between the, the water and the faucet. So uh, if you don't see anything, you know, feel free to get in touch with me, and I will. the The gentleman's name is Lynn Hogan that I've dealt with for all these years, yeah. and I'll be happy yeah. to. I'm, yeah, well, uh, a guy uh, told me he worked for a plumber for years, and he said it sounds to me like a he's experienced that it's uh, you know, this probably been in there thirty years, and he thinks it may, you know, back then that black pipe wasn't real, real good. Mm-hmm. He he said it sounds like it's a leak somewhere between like you said obviously between the pump and the water but all mine is connected it comes straight up out of the well and turns goes underground to the house mm-hmm. and i uh, don't have a way to disconnect i have to pull the whole pump out of the ground to get to it oh, I he's just changing all that but i didn't know if that was the first step or not right well this gentleman that i recommended of course he'll he'll tell you what he thinks would be the best solution but sight unseen it's hard for me to say over the phone if i had I to guess it would it would be I between know. the well and the house and certainly you don't want to dig up the yard and that sort of thing yeah all right okay thanks a lot thanks, thanks for, calling. for calling okay hey you know something i wanted to ask somebody like you that knows <laughs> i read somewhere that actually uh, uh a house with like well insulated with siding was actually warmer than a brick house. Uh, now, I don't know how they could come up with that, but uh, um, I, I don't know that I've seen the calculations for anything like that. Yeah. But just the the thermal mass of the brick, and then the brick has a one inch airspace behind it, and yeah. you know, there's just so many things that uh, seem yeah. much more. And whether it's a, a real brick or whether it's a brick veneer, True. that's a different yes, thing there. For sure. But with the siding, you know, normally the siding comes in 12-foot pieces and there's laps and joints and places for air to get in. Mm-hmm. They do make an insulated siding, and normally the insulation is, is there to, to make the siding look more rigid. So mm-hmm. folks don't like that concave look of a Dutch or of a siding, uh, lap siding. But Dutch lap has a different profile, and that's a little more popular and uh, what folks use on the newer homes. But the insulated siding, you're just kind of paying for something to have a, a backer to uh, to simulate the uh, the fiber cement board. Hey, if people would like to uh, send you questions during the week, they could do that at that same number. Uh, that's uh, 
contractorcornerquestions at gmail.com. And then uh, Donnie will have them here for next week. Yes, sir. Right? Be ready. Hey, thanks for being with us this morning. We've enjoyed it. Yes, sir. Same here. Okay. Likewise. So if you folks want to get in touch with Donnie and, and Sure Top Roofing, the number to call is uh, 336-270-9292. 270-9292. So be sure to get in touch with those folks. Okay, that's sort of going to wrap it up for us today, and uh, we're going to get out of here. See ya! Stay tuned. Good stuff coming up. This is Do 